Shut up, I love it. Shut up, I love it. And I've never felt this way before, even though we've done so many episodes. I still, it's a new feeling because I'm here with my co-host. Sasha Feiler, and you are? Joe Cabello. <laughs> we've never done and it like that, but you know, there's a first time for everything. We're going the, dirty today. We're going dirty. You already give it out, give it away just by singing <laughs> oh, yeah, this song. Not really. Yeah, and and then also like the big news is that this is at least when we're recording, like not when it's coming out, but when right. we're recording is three year anniversary of Shut Up I Love It. So give it up to Shut Up I Love It. Three, three years, years. Three years. I think seven seven more years we get tenure or something like that. Yeah, so we're gonna be staying in the college forever in the college system. Yeah, they is can't fire us. They can't fire us. Joining us today, we have a special guest for what is Shut Up I Love It. First of all, Joe, how would you describe Shut Up I Love It before I describe our guest? Shut Up I Love It. We bring on great guests to talk about something that they love, but that the world maybe is misunderstood about, doesn't know about, hates, or has some other contentious style relationship with. Joining us today, she's an improviser and clown. She's super talented. I've seen her many times perform on stage in Los Angeles. I'm a big fan. Welcome, Meg Chang. So excited to be here. Welcome, Welcome on the biggest day. This day is never going to happen again. <laughs> and we're never going to feel this way before or after. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just speak in lyrics this whole time. Oh, we're gonna Why speak would in we lyrics. speak in lyrics? Huh? Why? Tell us, Meg. What's What are we here to talk about? <laughs> well, uh, well, first of all, congratulations on three years. Oh, thank you. And <laughs> so today we're going to talk about an 80s classic, my favorite, Dirty Dancing. Um, and it takes place in the Catskills in 1963, the summer. And I guess you could call it a coming of age story, but I think it's so much more than that. So much more. I would, uh, I would agree with everything you just said about it being that, but also so much more than that for sure. Um, a lot of people are obsessed with this movie. Like, I even know of a couple, they're improvisers and they're also a married couple, that at least pre-pandemic, they would have a show based on just Dirty Dancing. And I think every time at the end of the show, she would, like, do the jump into his arms. Oh, like, wow. It was, it was a whole thing. And they did it. Like, it, it looked good. So people are obsessed, is what I'm saying. So in because people are obsessed, I would love to know... Why do you think, Meg, this um, movie, this topic is a good uh, uh, topic for Shut Up, I Love It? Well, I think as time goes on, people forget about it, especially younger people. Mm. Um, I think maybe people who were like born in the 2000s, they're not so familiar with it. And I think that's such a shame. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we need to we need to get this back out there so people watch it and become obsessed with it. I mean, I know they have um, a Dirty Dancing musical, but I mean, that's just not the same, you know? Yeah, you never want to see the musical version of a, of a movie. I don't think, like, I don't <laughs> want to see Mean Girls, the musical. I'm sure it's great, but I don't want to see it. Did yeah, you, yeah, did you see the musical, Meg? Dirty Dancing musical, or? 
Um, no, I didn't see it. So, you know, maybe maybe I shouldn't talk crap about something I haven't seen. <laughs> like like me, what you're like when Joe did that to mean girls, he looked like a dickhead. I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh no. This is it is one of those mm. movies that probably for younger people or even anybody who's like who missed it when it came out, it's referenced so heavily that you kind of just like you're sick of it by the time that it, you, you can even choose to watch it you know there's certain movies like that where it's like well i've seen family guy make fun of this movie so much i think i got it you know and that was my experience personally with this and a couple other classics we've talked about on the show where i'm like i should see that i know it's good people love it but uh it takes a shut up i love it episode for you to actually do it it does and with great shame what about you sasha is this a movie that you'd seen before no, same. I think I sus- well, I feel like I've seen clips of this movie even like in Russia growing up like as a as a young impressionable teenager. I've seen clips and thinking that wow, the dancing is really dirty. I remember thinking it. In fact, <laughs> where in would fa- you get that kind of thought? <laughs> in fact, I also was I remember being like in this contest where we had to do dirty dancing style from the movie. Like, so I had like a very good looking guy that I didn't have a crush on at all. Pasha, not Pasha. Not Pasha at all. Different guy, Losha, <laughs> different guy, but like a super good looking guy. And we, but we had like a, like a dirty dancing like number and it was, I thought fine. Like, but it was like the choreographer based it on the movie. And yet I hadn't seen the whole movie up until research for this podcast. So again, the same thing. I just think I feel like I've known enough about this movie that will I actually watch it and that I finally have. And I'm glad I did. You lived it. I lived it. I lived it. Uh, Meg, how many times have you seen this film and what's the first time you saw it? Tell us a little more of your backstory with it. I feel like I've seen this movie, I mean, now as an adult, I probably watch it like a couple times a year. Um, but I think I've, yeah, I know it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't get tired of it. <laughs> and um, I, <laughs> I think the first time I saw it, maybe, maybe in middle school, like I saw it on VHS. And I was just like, what is this? And who is this guy, this Patrick mm. Swayze guy? Like, yeah, you know, I was really, you know, going through puberty and hormones and stuff. Yeah. So, like, that movie was so hot to me. <laughs> so hot. He's really hot in it, I have to say, right? Yeah. Joe, what do you think? He's good. He's so such a solid dancer, too. Just Such a great dancer. He makes her look bad, even though that's the, part of the point mm-hmm. throughout a lot. Of, but even at the, the apex of her skill in the movie, it's still like, you're not Swayze. Not supposed to be, right? Still. I mean, like, not, not at on all. that level, but I mean, all right, come on. And who is she? Let's, uh, Meg, who is the she that Joe's talking about? Trash about. <laughs> um, <laughs> she would be the protagonist of the story. Her, it's her coming of age story. Yeah. <laughs> um, Francis Houseman, who they call Baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, how how much younger do we think she is than uh, Swayze? Like, as as the characters. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I was actually thinking that today. I mean, she just graduated high school and she's going to college, so I assume she's 18. And then, honestly, Patrick Swayze looks like he's in his 30s in the movie. But, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm just going to, like, guess 25 because then it's, like, a little bit less, yeah. uh, you know, Creepy. weird to me. Yeah. At the time, though, the times, mm-hmm. that was 
that was the way they did it, I guess. Some like old guy <laughs> and the youngest girl possible. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's the uh, actress's name? She is uh, of the fairest. Uh, Jennifer Grey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, she was, I felt like, as much as not a Patrick Swayze who's like straight up dancer, like professional, it seems that way. She did really good playing also just like awkward teenager, even though she was like both on stage during dancing, but also in her being enamored with him and in love with him. Even though she was like much like 10 years older than what she was playing. I feel like she was like 27 at that mm -hmm. age uh, when she was in the movie. I don't know, um, I don't know how, how old she was at the time. I don't know. I yeah. do know they didn't get along. Oh, do tell. Uh, are you aware of any of that history, Meg? Oh, yeah, that's right. Like how they had, they were both in the film Red Dawn, and then apparently he was kind of a dick on set, wow. and then she didn't want to do the film because of that experience. But then he like apologized or something like that. Yeah, and there's still some tension, and you can actually see it on screen in some of the scenes. Really? Where he's teaching her. Really? It's real like uh, there is one particular one where he's moving her arm in like a position like i think she has yeah, it up yeah. by her head and she like laughs or something while he's trying to take it seriously and he looks pissed and that was real <laughs> and uh, i've seen you some behind the scenes clip i was there i was a grip and uh i've seen some <laughs> scenes where he like tells her in part of my language he's like just do the move bitch like Whoa. he's just very Whoa. he's like he obviously like Just mad at her and like frustrated hey i don't want to talk about this movie anymore i'm done <laughs> oh my god Joe, i just real? destroyed the mystique of yeah, the, the movie. yeah it, it seemed like he was an intense person uh at the time to her but um but did she know. say did she call him an asshole you know or? they to be fair in that moment they're they're going back and forth mm, you know mm -hmm. like there's it's not just him, like, a Godzilla-esque figure just saying mm -hmm. that. They're, they're both, like, you know, Calling each barbs. other names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, giving each other shit. All okay. right. Okay. Well, uh, on that note. <laughs> so, so I just watched a documentary on the movie, so this okay. stuff was very fresh. I am, I'm, like, switching gears here. So what's this, this documentary that you saw? Oh, it's uh, called um, the Mo the movies that made us on Netflix, and they do different movies where they talk about the making of it. Mm -hmm. um, so this is a uh, one of those episodes. It's very good, very informative. And why did you choose to watch it? Because of this. Yeah. So you were like, let me let me find out more. Yeah, I was like, okay, I, this is, I know that I like that show, and I skipped that episode when it because came out because I'd never the seen the movie. Yeah. So then I was like, I should go see it, and got some really. Um, what turned out to be horrifying <laughs> tidbits that <laughs> ruined the movie for some people. So, and you ruined it for us. But also, <laughs> look, uh, I mean, you know, that's the part of movie magic, right? It's just like behind the scene, all kinds of crazy shit is going down. It's stressful. Productions are stressful to begin with, especially on such high stakes, big Hollywood movie. And, uh, you know, actors can be crazy, especially when they're this famous. And we get to watch a beautiful romantic love story. Is that what it was for you, Meg? Like watching it being like, these people are in love. Or what did you oh, think of yeah. your young self? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It was, I mean, it was exactly what I wanted for myself. I wanted a guy who is from the wrong side of the tracks. Mm -hmm. And 
and uh, was like totally street smart um, and so sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and a good guy, even though he's from the other side yeah. of the place, he's a legitimately good guy. And I think, yeah. and for the record, they do make up by the end of the movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they so they were good friends. Okay. Late in life, they were great friends. So. Until he okay. was passed away. Yes. There's that. Mm. Yeah. Um. But there's th- that there's definitely another topic that's like very contemporary. It feels like very relatable. The abortion thing, right? It's like a big part of the mm-hmm. movie. What's what's the abortion? Remind us the abortion plot twist, Meg. Yeah. So, um, you know, this was before Roe v. Wade. So obviously, well, I mean, and before present day, um, yeah, the, or I, the, same same I as mean, present day. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so she had to get a back alley, Penny had to get a back alley abortion because she got pregnant by the the rich guy, Robbie, who totally like shafted her. And so what is she going to do? And it's, it's really scary. She paid $250 for, to quote the movie, a guy with a dirty knife and a folding table to perform the procedure on her. And she got really ill. So yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah, like watching it now. Do you remember at the time? Because did you rewatch it leading up to this podcast by chance? Yeah, I did. And, you know, I was actually remembering when I was younger and I watched it. I don't think I even understood that she was getting an abortion. Mm. I think I just thought I just thought it was some kind of medical condition, but I wasn't even focused on that as a kid watching it. So, you know, watching it over the years and rewatching it for this podcast, it's yeah it's really like serious subject matter mm-hmm. yeah totally i mean it was serious then but now just in the yeah. wake of everything it's like oh this is actually a prophetic movie to the future mm-hmm. and that's weird yeah i mean you know what just not to make this podcast about shut up i love abortion or anything or or I like <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean like whatever like right but like not to t- get in the huge tangent but uh, it's interesting because I was listening because I'm, you know, very pregnant and I was listening to this um, book about just like women's recovery of their bodies after they give birth and all that stuff. And it was just very interesting because the writer is very feminist and, the, you know, the book was written like five years ago or whatever. And she's like, and finally, we're in the age of feminism where we can, you know, we can own our bodies and make our choices. And I was like, bitch, like, you don't know where we're going to be five years from here we're going to be back into like the dark ages. Like it was just so crazy to be like, just shocked how she's like looking into the future, feeling optimistic and me being like, wait, wait, no, <laughs> five years later, shit's going to hit the fan in the crazy way. Just something that I feel like is worth bringing up. Sounds like a second edition of the book mm-hmm. is is mm-hmm. on the, the shelves coming. Absolutely. Um, to switch gears, though, to dancing, uh, how are you with dancing in general, Meg? What, what's your, like, dancing? Like, I love dance, and to me, anything dance-related, I get very excited in general more than if there's no dance. <laughs> singing, the opposite. I don't want to see anybody sing. I don't need to see anybody sing in the movies. When somebody, like, it's always like an Irish movie where, like, somebody just puts down, like, their hat, <laughs> and they gets up in the bar, and they start singing like, without music. I'm like... I don't need this scene. I don't care. Well, that care. sounds horrible. Like that type of, <laughs> that sounds really bad. That's not like good fun singing. That's not Sing Street. I don't want, I don't want anybody to sing. Like, especially without music. I don't, I don't want anybody to sing in the movie. 
So, but dancing, I'm the opposite. Give me more, more dancing is what I say for every movie, like any movie you name. <laughs> Without music, too. Whichever way, whichever way works, <laughs> music it. or not. What is your relationship like with dancing in life and in movies? <laughs> um, in life, um, I am the worst dancer, but I don't care, and I still just like to get up and move it mm -hmm. um i feel the same way as you i love dance in movies and i love all dance movies uh, some are as good as others like i enjoy step up but i mean it's no dirty dancing mm -hmm. and um i mean um there i you know when i go through the library of dance movies like in my head i'm just thinking like there was that movie do you remember it with jessica alba honey that was yes. like a dance movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there was like Save the Last Dance with Julia Stiles. Like when I think about all of these movies, I enjoyed all of them, but just, um, I guess I'm going, going off on a little bit of a tangent, but nothing compares to Dirty Dancing. Like mm -hmm. just nothing, no dance movie or a dancing in any movie can compare to it. And why is that? Like what, can we dig deeper here? What's the, what's the love? What's the oldest love is all about? Well, I think the characters of Baby and Johnny and um, and Baby's father, um, I forgot his first name, I guess Dr. Hausman, Jerry Orbach. I mean, their characters, you really get to know them and you really care about them. And I think that's what makes the movie special. And the relationships, like Baby's relationship with her father and then her relationship with her sister, um, they're, it's, it's, they're so real. Um, so it adds like levity to kind of this, um, it's kind of a crazy premise to this story. Um, so yeah. Well, it is crazy because she learns how to dance professionally in like a matter of three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, like, what is the timeline <laughs> yeah. we're talking here? Because they're not saying when, when it turns out plot wise that uh, baby has to step in and dance with Patrick Swayze's character instead of the woman who is getting the abortion that night. They're not saying, look, the abortion is happening in two months. Like, you know, like this is when yeah. you would step in. They're saying on Thursday. So whatever, mm -hmm. like it's less than yeah. a week that she learns how to go from, I cannot do anything to I am going to dance professionally. I, I mean, and um, I guess to be fair, that first dance when they do like the mambo madness or whatever at that other mm -hmm. that other club or whatever it was um she does mess up a lot so i appreciate that they showed that and then her their later performance is like quote unquote perfect <laughs> right but yeah as far as the timeline goes i mean that's not like clearly expressed that's how gutsy she is she's so brave she's like three days i'll give it a shot and pulls it off <laughs> I think what's yeah. so great about the dancing in this is that there's this mix of really, you know, dare I say raunchy dancing that's very sexual and is like an analog for sex, even though there is also sex in it. And then there's this kind of really elegant dancing that gets shown off as well, even with that Mambo mm -hmm. Madness, which is kind of more the mix of, of both. But you get a lot of different types of, of dance in it. It's not all just grinding, which I was fine if it was too <laughs> yeah that grinding it's like um 
Yeah, it, it's like a dry humping orgy. It's so crazy. Like honestly, like it kind of makes me uncomfortable to watch to watch it because I just couldn't imagine doing that with anyone. Um, oh my but... god, that's okay. So <laughs> two sidebars. One, we used to do that in when I was in seventh, seventh grade, eighth grade dances. That's how we danced. Oh it wasn't god. as um, like actually gyrating like we mm-hmm. our bodies weren't good enough to actually gyrate in that way but it was like the really bad version of that and against sh- each other or against against walls. each other mm-hmm. yeah yeah and the wall sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> and anything was fair game you know cats was, dogs yeah i don't know how our quads really handled it because we would just be crouched grinding on each other <laughs> for entire you know cisco songs unbelievable uh but also i chaperoned high school dances a lot in my college years for this uh, place I worked at and you should have seen it was nastier than this movie it was really really bad what they would be doing okay how is that possible (laughs) nastier than the movie I don't even I can't even imagine that (laughs) I I don't even want to go into a description of it to be honest Sounds like uh, like lap dances, pretty much. I mean, yeah. Don't, and don't get me started on the stage and what they would do with the stage. Okay. Uh, we uh. won't get you started, I guess. We'll leave <laughs> but it. let me say... It, but it no. feels like an invitation. Like it no, was. I really... You know, no one wants to hear it. Just, this is real. It, when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, I, I get this dancing, actually. I think I've... I didn't know I dirty danced before, but... I've dirty <laughs> danced. But did you feel like, both of you, like, did you feel like it was that dirty? Like, okay, like, we just said dirty, but was there enough, like, to name this movie Dirty Dancing? Like, is that what this movie really was? Dirty Dancing? I mean, I feel like Dirty Dancing is a great title, but is it, like, there's really the only one scene, right, of Dirty Dancing? Or am I wrong? Am, am I missing couple. the point? There's a couple. But... I- is that what's ha- really happening in the movie, the dirty dancing? <laughs> I don't know what kind of question that is to be. I honest. don't know. Like, it's not about dirty dancing. This movie. This movie is about uh, I mean, hooking up with the, somebody and then, you know, like, whatever, having good time dancing and then leaving. Okay. Okay. Maybe this is kind of a stretch, but like, the movie is kind of like a loss of innocence, mm. and in that sense, it's like dirty. But then, Ooh. but like, but. But dirty in a good way. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. dirty dancing, yeah. Which is a worse title than dirty dancing. I agree with that. <laughs> well, also, I guess they didn't want to. A lot of people hated the title that were mm. working on the movie and didn't want it to be named that. Wow, documentary. Uh, knowledge. I think even the writer didn't love that title. Because she was like, it's not what the movie is. The movie is not about dirty dancing. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Hello. I didn't know this. But this is not just me saying this. The reason she wrote the script was because she had wrote, written a previous script for a movie that got made. And she had a dirty dancing scene in it. But they cut it and just made it sex. So she said, I'm going to make a movie that you could not possibly cut the dirty dancing from it because it is core to the movie's (gasps) whole thing. So, like, you couldn't really cut out dirty dancing because, like, that's how she meets them. That's, you know, their world, all of that. So it's kind of both in a way. 
That's incredible. A lot of knowledge coming oh. through this documentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good one. I would highly suggest <laughs> it. One thing I was also thinking about, like, um, I you know maybe I'm intellectualizing the film too much now um, as an adult, but um, just like the difference of class class, mm. like the the rich people and then the sort of like working class. Um, and the way, yeah, the richer folk just really thought they were so much better. I mean, I don't know, maybe not much has changed these days. Um, but yeah, one of the things that was pretty funny was um, they, in the movie, they reference something, I forgot, uh, bungalow bunnies, I think. And it's like the women who stay there um, and then their husbands are gone during the week, but only come on the weekends. So then I guess the women like mess around with with Johnny Castle mm -hmm. and um and it's just funny that they're so uh I was thinking of this like they're so hypocritical these people like they just think they're better but then like you know they're do they're screwing around on their spouses and doing stuff like that so I mean you know in terms of morals they're just people yeah totally I think that the movie's rich in that and so it's like with the abortion uh plot line as well and this class stuff it is like oh this is like nothing has truly changed and i do think the movie is great in how it deals with baby as a part of that how she's this person who wants to do wants to change the world she wants to be she's different than them and then she actually proves it i think she's a really low-key great character yeah like you kind of wonder hey if you threw a character her into a marvel movie as a human character, let's say, she would probably be totally fine just like, oh, we're going to go fight somebody. I'll go help. Mm -hmm. And I find those characters really interesting, uh, especially when put through more human tests like this than something in a Marvel movie. I just use that as a extreme. I don't, I want to be clear, I do not want to see anything like a Dirty Dancing Marvel crossover. You know somebody's just going to overhear this podcast and make a Marvel movie just like that. <laughs> they want more Marvel movies, so they will. Uh, yeah, that's so interesting. I I agree. I really liked her, I mean, performance and the character. Like, I, I just really thought it was very grounded and authentic, and I like that it's, like, low-key great, how you refer to it. And she's just, like, a good person who's, like, she just keeps offering help. Um, yeah. And then she's not afraid to do something that's so scary. I mean, all of those great things about being a protagonist while being super awkward and, you know, maybe dishonest with her feelings and her parents and all that stuff. And then what do we think about the final, like, uh, set piece scene where it all comes out into the open, the relationship? and uh, the dancing and all that stuff, Meg. How, 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 was it always your one of your favorite scenes in the movie or? Yeah, I think it's perfectly done. And the line, um, nobody puts baby in a corner is just like perfect. Classic. Yeah, just, ugh. And I think um, one of my favorite parts about the end is that I love it when her father apologizes to Johnny Castle. Like she says like, I, he says like, yeah, like when I'm wrong, like I say so. And I remember um, like a lot of parents and a lot of uh, men <laughs> um, don't 
don't apologize like that. And they definitely don't apologize to their daughters. Like if I think about father-daughter relationships in general. Um, and so, well, I guess he apologized to Johnny. Um, but that the fact that he acknowledged that he was wrong, like that blows my mind because I, I don't feel like I ever really see that in real life. Just so to see it like modeled in a movie, I hope it, it teaches fathers <laughs> who watch that film. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, he proves to be as good a man as Baby says he is mm-hmm. at the at the beginning, and it is that like we sometimes in movies get the father coming around, but it always feels like they're pissed off about like having to apologize or something. And this, he, you really get the sense that he means it. He's a great man who's like, no, I I was wrong, and I'm going to admit that fully. So yeah, he's a he's a great character too, even with how he helps baby yeah. without question um with the uh the abortion situation all right on this note i think we can go to the ratings and get more expansion there how do how they work how do they work joe <laughs> they work as such we're gonna rate dirty dancing on a scale of zero to ten using something else as our basis of comparison so that something else could be another movie that you give a rating in comparison to this or it could be something like dancing itself that you'd be rating the movie against and if that doesn't make sense don't worry we'll go first sasha do you want to go sounds like you want me to go first and i'll give it to you i'll be on i'll be nice to you because uh, it's the third anniversary of Shut Up, I Love It. Technically, and my two-year, couple-month anniversary, yeah. but the podcast um, three-year. I guess I will compare this movie to another dance uh, movie that, uh, well, dance-related movie that I saw recently. And also, like, I hadn't seen it at the time when it came out, but then I saw it recently just a couple of months ago, Silver, Lining Play- Silver Linings Playbook. Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, thought that movie was good, but I did not love it. I did not, um, think the dancing was as good. And like, that's a big part of me for me is in the dancing movie. Like I need to see good dancing and it just didn't make me feel feelings as much as, uh, what is it? David or Russell probably wanted to, right? Like, cause he made this movie for me. So, uh, Silver Linings Playbook, I would give a 6.5. And compared to that, I think that Dirty Dancing is just like a really solid movie. I, for some reason, expected, I don't know how to, how to say that any other way, but I expected, expected something more from it. But what it gave me was like such a solid Hollywood movie with a lot of dancing, a lot of heat and a lot of, you know, sexiness that uh, I was completely satisfied. And I feel like as a teenager, if I were a teenager, I would have loved this movie so, so much. So I'd give it an eight. Not bad. Not bad. Joe, what about you? Well, got to think about Swayze, the Swayze factor. So I got to rate this up against Skate Town USA. An incredible movie. Uh, It is with Patrick Swayze doing some uh, incredible uh, skating, dancing choreography. Mm -hmm. So however good he looks in this movie, imagine him doing that in skates. Wow. It's really good stuff. It's a hilarious movie. Um, I, I don't think it's as good of a story or it definitely isn't as good of a story and tight movie as Dirty Mm -hmm. Dancing. But uh, if you ever see it, you're going to love it. 
I give Skate Town USA a 10. What? Is it obscure or is it something I should have totally heard about? It's a bit obscure. I think it wasn't available on any DVD or Blu-ray until about three years ago. Um, Did you Blu-ray it? Did you Blu-ray it? I bought it immediately. But before that, I rented a DVD of it. But the DVD was obviously burned. Like, you know, when you put a DVD in and then it like has file select. Like, it's like a Windows menu almost. Yeah. It was like one of that. And the image was like cropped weird. Oh, boy. It was bad. So, yeah, it's out. It's one of Swayze's (laughs) first movies. It's great. Wow. Ten. Go see it. Not so much for the story, but the performance is so good right there the skating it's, is so good the, all the choreography and the music is great and it's more of um like an ensemble gag movie like it takes the uh, place over a course of a night in a skating rink and it goes to different vignettes of like oh what's going on in the uh, cafe what's going mm-hmm. on with the dj what's going on with these people and then just cuts to them throughout their story so big ensemble comedy now as far as dirty dancing yeah I was so pleasantly surprised by this movie, even though no, I knew it was a classic. But we know me. I love any dirty, sexy movie. So the dirty dancing really did it for me. I was very happy to see that. I love movies that can also use something as an analog to sex and sexual energy. So I loved that. And just I think the script is really great. The characters Tight. are great. Great script. You know, even though it's not as mind-shattering as Skate Town USA. Oh, I can't imagine. I mean, after the way you described it. We'll give it a (laughs) 9.5. Because the story's hitting. So that's the double feature. Skate Town USA and then you got Dirty Dancing. So you're saying that the absence of skates is what made you take point five off of this. It's not not necessarily that. You would have to see Skate Town USA. (sighs) You would really have to. There's a guy, he takes a bunch of narcotic pills and grinds them up and puts them on a pizza. I mean, it's it's just a blast. Okay. It has gang so, fights on skates. Oh, yeah. Greg Bradford, he looks familiar. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, Rolling it is just so good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Got to put it on my radar. Meg, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to... Um, watch the film. <laughs> I don't even know how I can rate the film after that, but <laughs> I guess I would reference um, another Patrick Swayze film. Um, I've always loved Ghost. I mean, the pottery scene, like, ugh, like everything in that movie, it's just so romantic. And then, and, um, ugh. but the part about ghosts that I didn't like was that he was a ghost. So, um, <laughs> and he was, and he was, he's dead. Like, it's so sad. It's beautiful and it's heart, but it's heartbreaking. And because like, I can't really watch that movie too much because it makes me so sad. Mm. I give that movie like a seven. Ooh, um, fair. And no dancing yeah. and, or skates, no dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just pottery and mm-hmm. you know, not the quite the same <laughs> as dancing. Mm-mm. Yeah. But because, in dirty dancing yes with the dancing and also like that they get to be together um yeah well i mean that's what dirty dance is like my favorite movie in the whole world so i have to give it a 10 i mean is that is that a surprise High scores too? no it's good that that's is good the only way we love it really and shut up i love it like bring us a tenor bring us a tenor yeah. and even joe's horrible 
stories from the set uh, did not uh, <laughs> really lessen any of ours experience. I, I was like. worried they might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meg, thank you so much for coming on Shut Up, I Love It. So great to have you. Would you tell our audience any plugs or anywhere they can find you, anything you want to share? Oh, yeah. I mean, gosh, you know, I'm not really a social media person. I'm just a person around town in the indie comedy scene. So, um, yeah, if you uh, come say hi and let's talk dirty dancing. What's your team's name? The one that I love so much, the trio. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, our clown trio is Zebra, but actually we don't really perform together anymore. Oh. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying we never will, but right now we aren't. But uh, we're going to keep our eyes and ears open for when you come back because it's always a blast to see you. Perform. For sure, for sure. Uh, Gio Cabello, uh, what is going on with you these days? Uh, you know, go check out Horror from the High Dive. It's an anthology horror book. I have a short story in there. And maybe by the time this podcast is out, the second one will be out. And I have a poem in that one. Mm-hmm. Watch out, everybody. Another poem coming at you. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth, Salute, for the art. <laughs> he said that was such disdain. No, no, no. Another one of his little disdain. poems. Yeah. No, 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 no. Never, never. I'm just saying, watch out, everybody. It's it's a poem. It's a poem. And Beware. Uh, and beware and keep your eyes open both for zebra to come back and for joe's poem to come out why there's, there's no there's no eye there's no sarcasm hidden sarcasm going on thank you elizabeth salute for the artwork thank you mr owl for this amazing track and thank you for listening and i never felt this way before